0: Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Podcast Solution brought to you by Ambiguous. I am your host, Jared Laverne. On today's episode, I'm actually going to be meeting with my good friend, Roshan Shetty, the host and author of Shift Left. So, hey, Roshan, if you want to go ahead, introduce yourself and say a little bit more about your book as well as your podcast.
1: Hey, hi, thanks a lot, Roshan. Uh, It's great to be here and speaking with you guys about what I do, what I've been doing for the last few years and months, uh, I just got published with my book, which tries to speak upon emotional well-being, emotional intelligence. I think that's the need of the hour. Most of us looking to get some intelligence and uh, get one up on our EI quotient right now. So uh, this book is just launched since two months. It's doing great uh, in the Indian market. Some great reviews coming in. Uh, most importantly, people are reaching out to say how it's impacting their lives, how they're able to use these as implementable strategies to understand what they go through on a daily basis and read the emotions. Uh, well, prior to the book, I also had a podcast. I still have a podcast running with the same name, Shift Left, where I try to speak on certain theories in a the narrative style so people can understand it and use it in their daily life. Yeah, that's
0: it. All right. Okay. So I guess what made you want to see, you know, this is very interesting. A lot of time I ask people about how their name came to be or what made them start for you. It's kind of a double entendre. Your book is your podcast and your podcast is your book. So I guess what made you want to expand on the, I guess, outreach of the book and the ideology of a book and turn it into a podcast and how, and making a podcast, how did it evolve from a book to a podcast for you? Well,
1: uh, I started writing the book. This idea came to. I never let me tell you. I never dreamt of being a writer. You know, people have these dreams that they will one day write a book and they'll get famous and they will sign new autographs. I never had these dreams. Uh, this always just manifested through a through a mental condition which I was going through with anxiety and chronic attacks. Hmm. So uh, I started. I, I started diverting myself, my attention into. Uh, reading books and, you know, then writing it, writing small articles and sharing with those people. Uh, the feedback with that was pretty awesome. And people said they could relate to it and they could use that in their daily lives. Uh, that gave me the confidence to go on and write a book. And as I was nearing uh, the book launch, I thought, why not get onto the platform of podcasting because there are so many of us Uh, who want to get onto the new platform and there are great, some great podcasts out there. You just want to listen to them when you're driving when you're out for a job, when you're strolling down, you don't have the time to watch into a video or take a book along with you everywhere that you go. So podcasts are a great medium to reach out. You create episodes of 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or you interview other people. Uh, So I, I also interviewed some people who were related, you know, their stories matched to the stories of the book. Which I have. So it's been great. I think the alignment has been perfect for me uh, with the podcast.
0: Okay. I mean, hey, speaking of anxiety, um, how <laughs> I find it very interesting that you're doing a show about, uh, was it? Um, Emotional wellness, emotional wellness, uh, emotional support, things of that nature. um, Where my biggest anxiety comes from getting behind the microphone, right? Like I, I get so much anxiety talking to a stranger. Be like, yo, am I doing this? Am I doing things right? I guess for you, has has, in doing the podcasting has that helped with your emotional wellness by any chance? Well, uh, with anxiety, well, the one thing, the
1: one life lesson that I learned, and probably I can give that to you is uh, whenever you're anxious about something, just go ahead and do it. Just You <laughs> just kill that awkwardness about anything by just doing it, you know, because the, those things just keep playing in your mind. Oh, how will I be? What will people think? How will the video come out? How will my voice be? Uh, and so on and
0: so forth. I think when you just leave that aside and just step into the ring, you just kill all anxiety and you're back into the action. Okay. Hey, look, I like it. So I guess in getting into the action, right? Um, you print now, I I was going through your podcast, you kind of you interview some people. I guess what is your process, right? So it's like, okay, you know what? You've already written the book. The book's out, it's done, right? What do you what is kind of your strategy or idea to producing new content so that you can continue to help people in from an emotional perspective?
1: Well, it's difficult because when I started the podcast, there were some people who said uh, it won't take off, hmm. people would not be interested. And I don't blame them because there's so much of information around and you just have to type for a word and you'll find a sewage of information. I call it the information sewage and you have to find your goal in that information sewage. So, uh, three things, which I, uh, I keep as, uh, as a baseline or as the bedrock of any content, which I want to create is one, uh, is you need to get into the depth of that particular topic. The more deep you go, you would unearth information that no one else has spoken about. You, mm. know? Uh, you cannot keep serving vanilla stuff to people that they're already aware of or they already know. You need to bring out information and uh, the more closer to you, you are to the truth and you you feel that this is the truth, start digging from there. That's your starting point. Mm. Uh, so the depth of information is very critical. I think the second point is uh, the variety in which you want to present it to people. The narrative style. How do you how do you engage with people? How do you create examples? How do you uh, bring out real life stories? Uh, you know that's very important to engage your audience. And the third, the third, and the most important parameters is you yourself. You know you are the personality. How do you uh, create this? chemistry between you and your audience, uh, that's very critical. So I always, uh, try to keep it simple with these three points. I, that's, it's a, it's a checklist, which I have for any content that I create. Does it meet those standards?
0: I said, a very good checklist. I might steal that from you, brother. Um, but the other thing I got to bring in, in, since you do speak in a realm that is honestly, I would almost say from a media perspective is very competitive with emotional support, emotional energy. Um, how do you differentiate yourself, right? Like, what makes your story so much better or makes it so much more captivating and is actually gonna turn me as a listener to be like, you know what? His perspective is the one that I need to adopt and apply to my life. Like, what are the specific things that you've gone through that you like to express in your show and your book that really pull at the heartstrings of people? Well,
1: uh never go along with the bias, you know, never go along with what is the popular trending norm always try to look behind it because if you want to be uh in the top one percent you need to do what 99 people are not doing uh you need to understand what's the you need to have a second order thinking in terms of if there's something which is absolutely uh you know in your face and it's trying to create uh some kind of a bias in your mind you need to question what is it trying to say is there some other narrative to it is there something else to it and you just go digging, you start researching. I think that exploration is what uh when you bring it forward, that will also engage your audience. Uh because you're you're serving something out of the pan, you're serving something out of the normal. Uh I don't know if I am good if not that is something for the audience and the readers and the subscribers to say about, but I would like to do it that way. I would definitely like to talk about something which is not available uh, in, in most of the areas. And trust me, it's not that other content creators don't try that. Everyone is trying hard. Everyone is trying to give the best out. Everyone is putting in their blood, sweat, and tears uh, into what they want to what they want to do in life. I, I think it's great. You know, these platforms which are available today, uh, the reach it kind of gives us. You know, you are there in the US. I am here in India today. We are mm-hmm. on this platform, able to connect. I don't think that was even possible, uh, couple of decades ago, you know, but that is the reality we are living today. And so I think we should make the best of that, uh, to our own benefit. Yeah. yeah I feel you there. I, yeah, I can't believe I forgot to ask. Do you do this full time? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, well, I am in the corporate since last 17 years. I'm a banker, so I have a regular job, which <laughs> I do it. Uh, uh, I would love to do this full time, but not as of now. Uh, because I have my corporate commitments, I'm a married guy, I have a family, I have a young daughter, Mm -hmm. and you know, all of that happening. And
0: in between that, I just try to squeeze out some time to do this. Hey, honestly, man, you could have fooled me. (laughs) I say, got a good site, got a good image. Um, I guess the question is, if you were able to be in a position to do this full-time, what would that reality kind of look for look like for you? Like this many people are buying your books, your podcast is bringing in this much money, and you're cranking out two, three shows a week or something. Like what, what does that kind of look like for you in order for this to be a full-time job? Well, to be frank, uh, I,
1: I do intend to do this on a full-time basis and some of the corporate just because I need to be more focused into what I'm trying to do and not have my attention diverted into multiple things. Because uh, today, as, as we grow older, you know, the definition of passion narrows down and it should be just the one thing that you want to do in life. Hmm. You know, as youngsters, you would have passion in different things. You love football, you love to eat, you love to go around. But uh, as you age uh, and as you mature, your passion narrows down to one thing. So yeah, I would like to do this uh, full time and just focus on it. The benchmark that I want to create uh, if I want to move in is I think I would look at the money aspect later on. Uh, What I would look at is how do I engage with people? What is the value that I would be able to create? I would like to see how many people implement my strategies. Uh, Am I being relevant? Am I making sense to people? Or am I just, you know, talking nonsense and bullshit, which uh, uh, which is not gullible by people? You know, I think my endeavor would be when people adapt and adopt to uh, what I propose uh, to those methods and people coming out with great results because it's it's really great when you have someone walking up and saying, hey, you know what? I I heard your video or I, uh, I saw your video, I heard a podcast and I tried this and it really helped me in, in the time when I was going through some grief or I was feeling low and I get those messages. Maybe it's not in hundreds or thousands, but I, I do get that and it's slowly picking up and I like it that At some point, we are able to touch and connect with people at that level. I think the money will, anything will always follow if you're doing the work right and you're putting in the hours and you're going the hard yard to achieve. I think everyone else is just secondary. And it's uh, like what I say, success is just a metaphor.
0: See now, Rashawn, I'm being a little biased, but those are the answers I love to hear, right? So like you're actually, you're actually in podcasting for podcasting. Your goal is to provide a messaging to an individual to receive it and create an action that either helps their life or benefits them in some way, shape or form. You got a lot of people nowadays that yeah, you, get two, you get two homies together and they just talk a bunch of crap and they're just trying to go viral on Instagram, right? So It's just like, it is quite refreshing to hear that the messaging, the engagement, the 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 actual identity of who your who your brand and podcast is is something that means so much to you. So, I guess the other question I guess is now let's say things start picking up, right? And now you go from one message to two messages to now your inbox is flooded with 2 million messages a week, right? Would you would you at that point would you find it overwhelming? Would you still stay committed to it? Like, I guess what what do you see for the future of your podcast at maximum operation would you continue to still do it well absolutely maybe
1: uh at that time podcast is not a platform and there's some new platforms some new technology which has some which makes life easier for us podcasters you know i i, I don't believe that we should depend on a platform i believe we should depend on what we are trying to do and platform should only be secondary yeah. it should only rule our purpose it should not be the purpose itself uh, I think that's very wait, wait, important say, wait, so, say that again did you so say what I meant is uh, whatever whatever we try to do I think we should always hold on to what our purpose is and the purpose over here is to create and bring change in the lives of people our purpose is not to be a superstar on podcast I think these platforms are only secondary we mm. just use we should use them as tools and vehicles to reach out to people it can be a podcast it can be a blog it can be a book or it can be a video uh, it, It's, it's uh, you know, that should not be a purpose. It should be secondary. It should be an aid to to uh, meet our purpose. That was what I was trying to explain. Uh, and a million followers uh, would not be bad, absolutely. Uh, but I would, try, I would try to meet. Uh, I would love to touch upon with each one of them and message them and reply to them. But amongst all this, uh, what I only hope is I, I don't become someone else. I don't become a person that I am not... Right now, or when I started off, I, I just hope that I, I keep that sanity with me uh, at any given point of time. And I think that that will be the biggest challenge, because the moment you start coming into the public eye, you know, instant gratification becomes uh, the normal thing. And you need to you need to save yourself from those things. You know, you need to be grounded. You need to be the same person to your family. Mm. I think I think if I'm able to do that, I think I will be successful uh, Oh, that, because
0: yeah. it's easy to become someone else. My man is a you're a family man. So I, I also I gotta ask how that. So in being on record in a digital sphere as. How do you feel about your daughter or your family members being able to go in and go online, read your book, listen to the way you talk, and have their own opinions of it? Like, how, how has that experience been for you? Has it been a warming experience? Maybe they haven't listened to your podcast. What do you think of your close personal friends and family seeing you in this type of light? Well, it's hard to convince them that I'm an intellectual guy. <laughs>
1: so, uh, so, so it's difficult because you know your friends uh, since childhood, Uh, all these guys come up and, hey, what the hell is this? You know, what's wrong with you? How come you got so spiritual and stuff? You know, let's hit that bar and let's do the thing that we do. But, uh, uh, you know, it's that difficult because there's already a bias that gets created among your friends. And uh, uh, it becomes difficult for, you know, to create this image in front of them. So I think uh, friends are good. They always keep supporting you. But I think you should get the feedback from people who you don't know. And with family, uh, you know, that becomes difficult because when your family reads and hears the stuff, they kind of, hey, that's not what you said in your book and you're behaving <laughs> that way. So, you know, you need to, uh, <laughs> they tell you, you need to implement the stuff that you're preaching others first in life. And, you know, some things that just happen at the spur of the moment, you cannot control it. So, yeah, you have you have judges around you and they keep judging you by the word. So, uh, you have to be careful I hope
0: nah yeah definitely you definitely you definitely have to do that a hundred percent so i mean it sounds like you're actually going like i'm very excited where how this interview has gone you don't seem to be a very passive podcaster you're actually in it for the morality of why you created your show in the first place so i guess from an industry perspective and i kind of do just kind of want to see what your opinion is on this is as podcasting as a whole, as a platform, right? As almost you could say, call it a infrastructure or a certain sector. What do you see the for the future of podcasting and podcasting? Like, do you do you think it'll be a profitable one, a good future? What do you what do you see there?
1: Well, anyone who says they can predict the future, you should never trust them. <laughs> I like uh, but I, but we can always <laughs> again derive some insight by the way things work, and we can make third and focus we cannot make much uh because frankly no one knows what is what will happen you know it's it's just uh we all placing our bets uh, for the best thing to happen but i think it's a great platform like i mentioned at the beginning it's a great platform to be used when you are on the go you are on the move you are not able to Uh, pay your attention into watching something you can even just because i i listen to a lot of podcasts when i go for a run Mm. and i listen to a lot of audiobooks when i go for a run so i think in that in that sense the platform is great uh and it it is just something which is started maybe in the us the podcast is a great thing but in a market like india the podcast still has to penetrate a lot into the market Uh, Mm. they will have to use uh alternate marketing strategies or all you might have to tweak the technology beat to get into the mindset of Indian listeners.
0: And I, I really the, do want to know what that what is it? What does it really take to get into the eye? Like, the, I guess not the eyes, the ears of Indian listeners in the Indian community. What is that like?
1: Oh, uh, well, we are we are a very diverse market. And, uh, you know, international marketeers, international brands have not found it easy to penetrate uh, the Indian demographic as well as uh, the, an Indian manufacturer or Indian service provider would do. It takes time uh, you know, to penetrate because there are so many mindsets. There's so much diversity. Uh, we have more than a dozen languages which are spoken over here. Uh, you, know, you would find such a wide span or wide scope of income groups Over so it's very difficult to typecast uh, the Indian audience into one category, but I think that's the beauty of it. The the challenge to meet uh, that frontier of you know catering to a diverse audience, and that automatically creates will will push you to create a variety in your material. Mm. Uh, Typically, as Indians, we love uh, we love uh, watching you know we love cricket a lot mm. and uh we love films or i'm not sure how well versed or well acquainted are you with uh the hindi film industry It is just second to hollywood in terms of content that we create and there are many star uh actors and artists from the indian film industry who have moved into hollywood mm-hmm. and uh they are doing good yeah so i think uh, a lot of content today uh Uh, you know, engages or, you know, revolves around uh, mainstream entertainment and cricket as a sport. But I think the younger audience, the millennials of Gen Z are looking at uh, diversified avenues as forms of entertainment. A lot of youngsters today want to catch on to real stuff with the advent the entry of Netflix Mm. in the Indian market has opened up to a lot of documentaries and real life situations. So today we have people who want to move away from fictional narrative to uh, to to real content. What is happening? They want to they want to know about research. They want to know what what you know uh, what science, what technology, and what happens in the real world. So that, that's a boon uh, even for the podcasting industry and for a lot of content creators to come up with their own content.
0: Hmm. Now and now, being on the other side of the world, creating that content, do you have any? Do you have any interest in reaching a more international audience? Maybe European, maybe some European American. And if so, what has been your what has been your experience in reaching out to audience an audience in that demographic? Well,
1: as of now, uh, the blog which I have uh, i have got about twenty five thousand hits on it. After the Indian audience, the second biggest audience uh, which uh, I have the readership is the US market, and after that uh, I have the UK market and Singapore. So uh, the the stuff which I write has been quite international, and maybe that's the reason because I have never read an Indian author myself <laughs> uh, till date. Uh, most of my reading has been with American authors. Mm. I follow a lot of uh, work of Yuval Noah Harari for oh. Sapiens, Homo Deus, uh, 21 Questions, a lot of stuff from Mark Manson, who's from New York. Uh, I, I read a lot of stuff of Sam Harris. Uh, so my 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 reading has been in that domain, and that has influenced my style of writing as well. So I think it caters a lot to the international audience, uh, the way I write, and maybe the thematics on which I create content on. So I would like to believe at least I am Uh, uh, catering to a larger audience. But I would love to connect uh, with my own people over here. I would love to go into, because as I mentioned, the diversity of India, I would love to touch upon various cultures and uh, get the understanding of people and maybe able to connect with them at that level.
0: Okay. So I guess in, in getting to those goals or reaching out, what are some of the specific things that you do to advertise or promote your podcast? Or as well as the book.
1: Well, uh social media definitely has been a great platform. As I mentioned, uh, uh, it can uh, it can be an evil. In fact, the book talks about know uh, how to deal with social media and how to use these tools to engage yourself for your own good and not get engulfed with it. So uh, social media definitely has been a great platform. Facebook, Instagram, promotions. Uh, pay promotions. And then, uh, there are many reviewers who have actually mm. reviewed the book a lot. And thankfully, till now, they have been, it's been quite good. You know, I think there are some 65 to 70 reviews on Amazon, Ooh. uh, with a 4.4 average rating. Uh, so I think that's positive, but I would like to hear some feedback where I can improve, uh, you know, where someone is trying to point out, Uh, what I've done wrong, because I would start writing the second book from December onwards. So social media platforms have been great. I think if we can use that wisely, smartly. I'm still a student. I I try to learn a lot. I try to see, listen to another podcast on marketing, on social media, and I keep trying my own stuff uh, by listening to those.
0: Well, hey, you almost got your degree now because you've been in the game, what, three years? You're, you're, junior year for you, man. Like, you've been doing this for a while. Like, I've definitely going through your show, listening to your content, seeing how it's distributed. Anybody listening to this, I, uh, you could, you, I definitely recommend to reach out to Rashawn, pick out his, ba- I'm, b- make sure you pick out, pick his brain, excuse me, to get a better understanding of how to properly make sure you deliver your podcast and get to the outreach. Uh, Rashawn, before I let you go, um, is there anything you want to like tell the people specifically how they can find your podcast Some of the great, some of the great tidbits in the book, um, just kind of give them those last little teasers as well as maybe they can go reach you out, reach out to you on a website or email, things of that nature.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I, have, I think I'm available on every platform that you can find because I have just activated those channels. So. You can just type uh, Roshan Shetty, uh, Roshan underscore Shetty underscore author on Instagram, Uh, Roshan Shetty author on Facebook, and you'll find my page. Uh, You can find me on Spotify. My podcast is on Anchor and Spotify as Shift Left. Uh, My book is on Amazon, Shift Left. You can just search for that, and you'll find that on Amazon US. And let me think, where am I? Uh, uh, Yeah, I think (laughs) I'm I'm not on Twitter i escaped uh, twitter uh and yeah so th- those are the platforms uh, i don't think it's difficult to find anyone these days you can just click and you can find uh the takeaway from my book the the entire ideology of my book is about how we can better ourselves in understanding our emotions by acknowledging it by observing it uh you know, where do these emotions get manifested and how those emotions impact our thoughts and turn into behaviors and eventually our habits. Now, these habits are something, uh, if you do, are not on the right path, they can become damaging habits. And eventually, uh, we would turn them as a fate or a destiny. Mm. So if you're able to look at your habits as a third person, I, would, I always tell my readers, my listeners, always look at yourself as a third person. You know, don't feel entitled. Mm -hmm. Don't feel uh, that you have been victimized. At the same time, don't feel that you're overjoyed when something comes to you. You need to be looking at yourself as a third person. That's very important. And the most important thing you need to do this is because you might have your emotions in your hand right now. But as we enter, as we humans enter into the robotic age, Mm -hmm. uh, these would be controlled, manipulated, uh, changed by powerful systems run by powerful corporations, powerful algorithms who are always trying to gain your attention, always trying to play their little games on your emotions, mm. trying to create a bias in your mind, maybe to buy a product or vote for a leader or uh, you know change your views about uh, what is happening in the world. So I think the, that is the ideology of book on how you can create that. The entire book, uh, I place emotional intelligence as a system which is above human intelligence. Human intelligence, if I had to consider a pyramid, we have human intelligence at the bottom, at the bedrock. Mm. Out of human intelligence, uh, there is artificial intelligence, which is designed on the human cognitive aspect. Mm. But if you want to control artificial intelligence and not get overboyed with it, you need to develop this emotional intelligence where you're able to use technology the way you want to and not vice versa. That is the theme of the book. And I think if you're able to do that, you would be able to define what happiness means for you. And you won't run behind uh, aspects, pleasures, thinking that those are uh, enduring happiness and means of joy.
0: Oh hey man, those are bars, deep words to live by. Everybody, if you would like to learn more or hear from Rashawn, you can reach out to him on his social media channels as well as his website. And please be make please make sure to go to go pick up a a copy of Shift Left um, and support the movement. Uh, Rashawn, thank you so much for joining us today, guys. You are listening to another episode of the podcast Solution, brought to you by Ambiguous. I am your host, Jared Laverne. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Bye.